welcome to the Side Netting Podcast. I'm Connor Burke, joined as always by my cousin, my friend, more importantly, my co-host, Kieran Burke. Kieran, how are we doing? I'm all good, thank you. How are we doing today? Yeah, all well, good, all going well. Had a quiet day, not doing much, so I'll always take that as a win over here. The sun is shining over here in, in sunny England, so uh, I can't complain too much. Beautiful. The sun is long gone in Australia. It's a, it's a distant memory by this point. <laughs> but before we start and before we get into things, I'll just sort of have a little, little explainer as this is the first episode. So every week, myself and Kieran are going to talk about the latest news, games, whatever's been going on in the world of football with, I'm sure, tangents thrown in and things like that as they, as they tend to be when we have a conversation and we'll sort of pepper in a couple of games to so it's not just us droning on. So Kieran, during your sunny weekend, have you managed to catch any of Glastonbury that's been going on or has that been like a background event to you? I've seen bits to be fair. I've not followed it too closely. I saw a nice clip yesterday of uh, Lewis Capaldi finishing up his set um, which was which was very nice but I'll, I'll be honest, I've not been able to catch much of it. Um, I know a few people that have gone actually and uh Looks like they're having a good time, so a bit a bit of jealousy creeping in there. But um, I know I know you're a man with experience of Glastonbury, so uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. I am indeed. So obviously this year I'm almost as far away from Glastonbury as you can get. Well, had two Glastonburys in my past. Was there last summer? Saw Kendrick Lamar do what is to me one of the best performances I think anyone has ever <laughs> done, um, which I know creeps onto some some toes but for me it was just unbelievable yeah, this year I've, though I've never I've never had Glastonbury myself but um obviously you had, we, your, we've you, been had your to, week at, we... you had your week at Reading what a place that was <laughs> I'm sure it's uh pretty much the exact same no difference oh. Reading Glastonbury it's all the same it's all the same thing once you've been to one you've been to them all. I'm sure some of the some of the events that we might not be able to talk on a recorded <laughs> podcast probably goes on at both Glastonbury and Reading. But I, don't I, won't, doubt I won't mention what you witnessed people doing on my shoulder in a crowd at Reading for for libel uh, reasons. <laughs> yeah, we'll steer clear of that one. But uh, we'll I'm sure they had a great weekend themselves. <laughs> if they remembered it at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but you mentioned Lewis Capaldi there, and that was one of the ones that I was gonna I was gonna touch on because recently he's had a couple of weeks off um, from everything. Really, as he was explaining that as a mental break um, due to struggles with his voice and his mental health as well. And then he came out yesterday, and he just seemed to to struggle, and he admitted that multiple times. And it was quite it was quite an emotional watch actually, mm. where it was like his. Tourette's, which he's spoken about at length, and he spoke about in his Netflix documentary as well, seemed to really take over along with losing his voice. And then you mentioned that someone you loved ending, where the crowd just completely took it, and it was a real, it was a masterful moment. Mm, very nice to see. Bit of wholesome content yeah. for the weekend. Yeah, but a wholesome, wholesome, family-friendly content to dip into. Um, and then a couple of the other performances that I've seen that I loved, so I'm just going to run through. Three in particular, um, a Bong Jaya who is um, like a new up and coming Afrobeats kind of singer who was on, I believe, it was the Park stage, or maybe in West Holtz, mm. actually. Who was 
tremendous. Ray, who in terms of pop stars is one of the best at the minute. And yeah. Wizkid, who headlined the other stage on Saturday evening. Well, it was Friday evening, actually. But he was tremendous as well. So they're my highlights so far, I would say. And I'm sure over the next couple of days, I'll sort of dip in and out as I'm as I'm moving around. I might have to to give them a little a little uh, watch back. I am a I am a fan of uh I obviously know Wizkid and Ray, but I've not heard of uh, the other one before, so I might have to, to give that a little little listen this afternoon. Um, yeah, the a, only other one, one yeah, the only other performance I saw was um, Central C and Dave. Um, oh yes, I, I didn't see their whole whole set, but I just saw um, the new song Sprinter and uh, Central C had a had a had a baby strapped around the front of him, so um, As you do. I'm sure that that child will have a memories memories for a lifetime. Well, he probably won't remember it, but he'll be shown <laughs> it in years to come. I'm sure. Yeah. So moving on from Glastonbury into our into our first game of the podcast of the series is exciting times. Is something that I've decided to name. Who's that? And this is <laughs> who is that? I didn't. T- I didn't tell you about about the little name. But who's that? Who is that? Who is that? Who are you? Um, so this <laughs> this is a very simple. My, myself and Kieran have both chosen a player, and we're going to look on their Wikipedia, read out a couple of little little facts, starting obscure, so maybe where they were born or their upbringing, something that you'd like to think they're not going to get first time, and then a little bit more and more obvious. And just see who can get their player the quickest. And we all know Wikipedia is the one true source of information in this world, oh, and it's always correct. So we'll take no slander on Wikipedia. If we can't trust Wikipedia, who can you trust? <laughs> who can you trust? Instead of delving into that metaphorical abyss, we'll get on with the game. So, Kieran, are you ready? I'm ready. Ready as I'll ever be. Okay. So my first fact is this player was born in Stevenage in Hertfordshire and lived in Hitchin where they grew up (laughs) where they grew up and captained their school football team the Priory School Can I guess already? You can This could be only because I know from watching a clip of this player that he was near Hitchin. Is it Jack Wilshire? Oh, no. It is Jack <laughs> Wilshire. Oh, no. Oh, what? It's all gone wrong. <laughs> it's all gone wrong, Jeff. Oh, maybe I should have pretended I didn't know. It's only because nah, Hitchin, you're... and I thought, oh, what poor sods in Hitchin? I, I gave you apologies too much. to anyone from Hitchin, but. Oh, definitely apologies to anyone from Hitchin. <laughs> They're from Hitchin. <laughs> oh. We won't touch on a, a certain camping weekend we had in Steve and Ajiva, but it's not for the faint-hearted, so... <laughs> Should I move on to my player, then? Hopefully you well, won't get it quite as quickly. There's, well, I'll, also, I'll give you one bonus fact. Jack Wilsh's boyhood idol was Paolo Di Canio, and he was a West Ham fan. Oh. My, uh, my thoughts towards him are, are decreasing by the minute. <laughs> OK, I'll let you... I'll let you embarrass me by me taking the rest of this episode of the podcast to guess the player you're going for. 
Here's where I accidentally read this player's name out during the description and it all goes wrong. So, uh, well, we'll see how we go. I'll, uh, so, this player was born in 1984 in Buenos Aires in Argentina. And he's five foot seven. Okay, we're going to go for a guess. Yep. Is it Martinez? It's not. It's not. Ooh. Although, a solid I was guess. thinking short and Argentinian. But I guess yeah. five seven is a bit too tall for Martinez. More like four nine, four eight. <laughs> so this player is a forward player, and spent his youth career with Boca Juniors, um, where he then went into their senior team in two thousand and one to two thousand and four, making okay, seventy five appearances two. and scoring twenty six goals. We have a guess two. I'm not. Sh- I think I might be going too old, but is it Carlos Tevez? It is Carlos Tevez. Uh, this this could be the shortest segment of all time on a podcast where we've both guessed oh. within two bits of information. Maybe we're just that good and the ball knowledge is just unbelievable. It's either we're that good or we've gone far <laughs> too obvious in our points so far. Yeah, but we'll I go guess... a, bit, a bit more obscure next week. Yeah, we'll try and, we'll try and extend it next week, but we went with... Um, English man from Hitchin yeah <laughs> and Argentinian <laughs> and we've just gone for the first Easy. the first players there yeah. <laughs> Easy boss so yeah so that was a, a very successful first round of who's that <laughs> who's that okay talking of big Englishmen talking of Arsenal Englishmen potentially Let's roll into talking about this week's big news, Kieran John. Oh, don't remind me. Don't remind me. I'm just trying to forget about it. Fabrizio's been been playing with me all weekend. I've had Fabrizio enough. is and always will be in the mud. He's a tap in here we go merchant, but we love him. We are we are all about the article here on the SideNet and podcast. Uh-huh. Unless he says something we don't like, in which case he will <laughs> join Fabrizio in the Down in the, the aforementioned article. mud. <laughs> But for now, uh, he's, well, he's on the up. Yeah. As as Arsenal fans, we're very used to being tied up into transfer sagas over the years. The likes of Higuain, the likes of, well, pretty much any player you can mention <laughs> in football history has been linked with us at some point. Um, Jan and Villa. So, I don't know why he was the yeah. first man that came to my Jan what a player. We've had, I think we had Benzema thrown in there many a year <sighs> ago. Um, so, yeah. Well, who's, your, who's your favourite? Who's your favourite player that was linked to Arsenal that like never happened or was never going to happen? Joined. Yeah. Well, if you speak to Arsene Wenger, he'll just tell you a list of every good player <laughs> in history that he apparently had a chat with in his back garden. Um, so <laughs> we we could go anyone really. But um, I actually heard I that know. Bobby Moore was nearly going to join <laughs> Arsenal because a very young Arsene Wenger was his next door neighbour for a couple of days. I heard Arsene Wenger had a glass of red wine with Lionel Messi in his basement <laughs> when Messi was still at, at Newell Old Boys as a as a as a young lad. Unconfirmed reporting. <laughs> Unconfirmed reports. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. There's there's been. I think there's been too many to actually to remember them all. Um, I mean, we did seem to get linked with Higuain every year for a oh, good it was five, a, it was a yearly five seasons. 
I think for me, nothing will ever beat forty million and one pound for Luis Suarez. <laughs> Uh, if you ever want to sum up Arsenal Football Club, that is what we're all about. To be fair, and I'll stand by this, because I remember we had this discussion in the moment, which would have been, what, 10 years ago now, maybe less. But if the information that Arsenal had, which was his transfer release clause, was 40 million, why are you going any higher? Exactly. You know what I mean? But, you've, got to, you've got to be sensible in this day yeah. and age. Cost of living. Cost of living crisis. See, Wenger was ahead of his time in so many ways. And another one was saving those pennies. I think he did do like an economics degree or something. He's, he's a smart man. So, you know, he, he, he knew he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Yes, because of that famous Luis Suarez run at Arsenal. He, he definitely knew what he was doing. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll always blame the ownership. The Cronkies can hold... All of the smoke and Arsenal can go unscathed because he's a <laughs> mighty man. Thanks for the memories. It's time to say <laughs> goodbye. But back on. Oh, God. There you go. That was the first of, of many promised tangents. But back to the point we originally made way, way back where. Right. Rice, so, what, what do we reckon? Because there's a lot of talk. The talk this weekend started off with oh, basically, he's going to City. And then we seem to have gone through a really windy path across the weekend mm. with I think... reporting from TalkSport, Fabrizio Romano, the aforementioned, um, yeah. the Ornacle, David Ornstein, um, where City went to Rice and he is in no uncertain terms that he wants to go to Arsenal. Arsenal is his choice. Um, and it looks like Sensible, City aren't going to bother putting a bid in. Mm. I think the problem is everyone seems to be an in the know on Twitter nowadays. Mm. So you've got people just kind of claiming that, you know, they were there when the talks happened. But I think it's one of them. We, we're very much going to have to wait and see what happens. Sounds like Rice does want Arsenal, but um, you'd only have to be have any common sense to, you know, entertain and listen to what City have got to say if they are interested um, he's definitely a player that's good enough to go to City with Gundogan obviously off to Barcelona um, and Bernardo Silva potentially might be moving over to Saudi um, the Saudi which league we'll so... which we'll drop into in a, yep. in a few moments time yep. so I mean there's definitely an opening for him there I've got no doubts he would be a good fit but obviously as a big Arsenal fan I hope the boy sees sense and uh Comes to the Gunners, I think he'd slot in lovely in our midfield. So, I think, yeah, he, he would be an ideal player. He fits the profile. He's young. He's got a lot of potential. And he, to be fair, he's he's already, not the finished article, but he's already, you know, in that very class bracket. Not world class yet, but he's in he's in the bracket of, you know, a very, a very top player. A top, top player. Um, top, top player. So... We'll so good, we'll, uh, so good, so we'll see good. what happens. So good. So we can never replace him. So we'll see. We'll see. Kai Havertz is looking less um, hmm. less debatable and is right on the verge of an announcement by all accounts. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't want to. You know, 
I, well, I think we've got to give him a chance. I mean, I'm yeah. reluctant based on our history of Chelsea players over recent history. Um, we seem to get our pants pulled down by them and then they take the likes of Ashley Cole, who was probably the best left back in the world at the time. So, you know, yeah. it's not <laughs> it's not exactly worked in our favour in recent years. The likes of Czech, who, OK, he probably wasn't the worst. He, he'd done an OK job, but was definitely mm. past it by the time he joined Did us. He? Uh <laughs> Yeah, he was all right. I mean, we've got a real bad history of keepers, so I think the, the standards were low. I will have no, standards will have no slander on Manuel Armunia and Mark Pooh oh, in this house. I've seen Armunia cost us a Champions League. I don't want that man's oh, name let's... mentioned. But let's Here's a little clue for later that. on. <laughs> we we may actually be coming back to that, that unfortunate night in about <laughs> we, 20 minutes' time. We might. We definitely might. But, uh, yeah, going back to Havertz, obviously, Willian, who was an absolute stinker for us, um, we'll say no more on that one. Um, We've had many others. Galas. I know, I know. It always seems to wait. It's just just something about Arsenal. But um, Jorginho, I've I've quite liked Jorginho. (laughs) Oh, yeah, what a player. But Jorginho, I think, done. I think he's had unnecessary sticks since he's come in. I think he's a he's a solid player. He's a ball playing midfielder. You know what you're going to get from him. Um, so it's like Jorginho's only had stick because of how the seasons ended up. Yeah, yeah. He'll always be remembered for the for the infamous goal v Aston Villa that oh. may have been not his goal, but it'll always be my goal in his mind. As much as I'd love to put a Martinez OG against it. Um, just to bring him down the peg <laughs> great header on your head sir but yeah as a, as a former a... keeper yourself Kieran I've definitely yeah. seen you do one or two similar <laughs> headers into the back of your no. own net I'll, I refuse these allegations <laughs> safest hands in Hertfordshire will always be notoriously a county where people don't actually have hands <laughs> uh, well we touched on Stevenage and Hitchin earlier Shout out to the to the no-handers. Indeed. But um, yeah, Havertz remains to be seen. I'll give him a chance, but I don't think he's going to get much time from Arsenal fans. So I hope for his own sake that he can hit the ground running because um, Arsenal fans can be not the most patient at times, as we both know. As we're well aware. I've been in the ground, and you've been in the ground many times where... People haven't even been given five minutes to to get yeah. into a game. So Havertz will have to, as you say, Havertz will have to go straight into things. It's going to be a lot of pressure on him in those first five to ten games to really get a foot in. It'll be interesting to see yeah. what happens with him. Yeah, I think as a Chelsea ex well ex Chelsea player now, it looks like mm. um, you will always get a bit less less time from Arsenal fans. Right, yeah, as well. May I add? We'll see. He's definitely got. He's definitely a talented player. I just think he's he doesn't quite know himself yet um, in yeah. terms of what he is as a footballer. So let's hope Super Mikarteta will bring that out of him. I have every faith. If there's any man to do it, it is. I have heard it is that he knows Mickey. exactly what we need. <laughs> I've heard that as well, and I've heard Tierney at the back and Gabby in attack. But Tierney well, may not be the back next mine. year. But uh... yeah. <laughs> So, moving on, I'm going to give you a choice of four players to to discuss to sort of round out our little transfer chat here. 
Um, we could finish up an Arsenal chat and discuss Timber. Um, discuss Tonali to Newcastle. Timber. Indeed. Um, Bellingham. Both Bellinghams. One going to Real Madrid and the younger version going to Sunderland. And Busquets going to into Miami to meet up with Lionel Messi. I think I think we'll go for Tonali as it seems to be a here we go confirmed. Um, I believe Friday we yeah. did get that. Here we go from Fabrizio <laughs> Romano. Here we go. I think Newcastle. I'm a bit scared. They're they're spending smartly. A lot of clubs with yeah. with money in the past. <clears throat> Chelsea, <clears throat> Todd Bowley. Um, have spent cluelessly um, and just throwing money around. Um, but Newcastle, smart business, makes sense. He's a young player, probably very well on the cusp of being world-class already. Uh, I don't watch masses of Serie A, but what I've seen of Tonali, he looks a very good player. And I'm sure alongside Gamera's that's going to be a scary midfield for Newcastle yeah, for, very well for many years midfield. to come. Yeah, so obviously Champions League next season mm. for them. So it will be very interesting to see how they fare up against some of Europe's elite. So, um, yeah, I think that's very smart business from, from Newcastle and I'm sure mm. will be the first of a few this summer for them. Yeah, the interesting thing to note on that transfer, rather than it being a smart transfer decision from Newcastle, which it is, is on Tonali's side. Apparently, he wanted to stay at AC Milan, and there's reports from La Repubblica in Italy that he was crying after he was told that they were going to accept the bid and he was going to okay. Newcastle, which, to be fair, is the reaction to most people when they hear they have to spend <laughs> an elongated time in Newcastle. After but, our weekend in Newcastle, I can see that's a completely valid reaction. Um <laughs> Well, myself, but, yeah. myself and Kieran and one of our friends did witness what can I describe one of the most shocking things I've ever seen <laughs> where a 50-odd-year-old woman ripped with her teeth the shirt of a, a young a young 18-year-old man in a pop world in Newcastle. And pop world of all those, places, you'd expect nothing of all places. And those memories are still seared into my brain, so I hope Tenali is well clear of the Newcastle City uh, Centre pop worlds for his own good. If anyone connected to Tonali is by on the off chance listening to this, bring <laughs> that man to Pop World. He'll have a great time. Get him to Pop World in Pop World in twenty four hour Greg's. Oh, what a night. Uh, you know what? Things are looking on the up for Tonali. Don't worry, mate. Dry the tears. Get yourself Dry a those eyes, mate. and you'll be fine. Yeah. But um yeah, I I think I think uh Newcastle are looking good for next season. It'd just be interesting once they've got a balance European football with the league as well, whether they can I think they might need a bit more depth before they uh they can do that, but I'm sure they'll they'll continue to spend smartly this summer. So be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. I think what will be interesting with Newcastle is in a similar thing that'll be interesting with Arsenal which is now that they're in the Champions League, can they make the depth to have a team that's going to do well in the Champions League alongside a team that you'd like to different levels of challenging in the Premier League, a top four challenge again in Newcastle's case, a title challenge hopefully in Arsenal's case. 
But that will be the two teams to look at in terms of depth, mm. which would be interesting with Newcastle as well. Yeah, we will see. Time will tell. Mm. So to round out this this segment, we did briefly touch on Saudi signings earlier on with the links from Bernardo Silva going to going to the Saudi Arabia League. Um, I believe I saw a report today saying in the Sunday Times it was that they his agents have asked for an improved contract with Man City and if they refuse that then the plan is to accept from those Saudi bids and head off. Um, and he's not the first player to do that. Recently we've seen Ruben Neves go from Wolves over to Al Halal for 47 million and free transfers in Benzema and Kanse going to Al Al Itihad. Um, in the Saudi Arabian League, joining Ronaldo, of course, mm. who went over late last year. So what do you make of these Saudi it, Arabia signings, Kieran? Well, there's obviously big money in it. Um, there's obviously no harm in, in money going into another league. It's not kind of a, a monopoly or like a, of just the, the big leagues that we have at the moment. I think the, the potential worry is obviously the conflict of interest of owners that have invested in clubs mm-hmm. in other leagues. And then, you know of basically backhanded money through the club. And you look at Chelsea, obviously it's allegations at the minute, but I I wouldn't be surprised if something came out in years to come. Um, The Premier League seemed to turn a blind eye to these things if there's money going into the league. Um, But I I really wouldn't be surprised if it causes them big problems going forward. Um, Even I saw something the other day about, I think it was just a rumour, but... Neves potentially being loaned back to Wolves, which is just ridiculous. Um, If we go down that path, yeah, it's a dangerous path to tread. was a similar thing, but him going back to Newcastle, sorry I interrupted you there. No, 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 that's fine. But uh, yeah, it's a dangerous path. I I do worry for the the future of the beautiful game, but we'll see what happens. Uh, There's definitely no issue with with money going in. There's there's already ridiculous money in football, which everyone knows, so... We can't complain the second another league decides to, to spend a bit of money. Um, but it's just that conflict of interest, which does worry me a bit. But you yeah, know, it's, you it's always good. There. It's good for the game for a bit more competition, but I do worry. Yeah, as you touched on there, the big issue being that um, the Saudi Arabian PIF, who own Newcastle and they also own four other clubs in Saudi Arabia, and there's allegations and uncertainty around whether or not they are involved in the Chelsea ownership, which, as you mentioned there, could cause massive headaches for Premier League officials if that's something that comes out to be true. Gary Neville yeah. saying recently there should be an embargo on transfers to Saudi Arabia. So it'd be interesting I, to, I, to monitor mm. over the next couple of years. I don't know if I'd personally go that far. Obviously, the issue with Saudi Arabia goes far beyond... Um, transfers they're yeah. involved in alongside the Qatar World Cup they're another country where accused of sports washing um, their human rights abuses and that sort of I guess comes into it as well so it's an interesting situation yeah definitely one to keep an eye on we'll see how that unfolds but yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll sure, see I think more money to... in the game it, it, it's part of football It's there's mad money in it already but if if you've got that conflict of interest going on then obviously it's a a, a tight rope to to walk but we'll see how it unfolds 
we'll round off this chat of the football news of this week. And up next, we'll do our pure nostalgia five-a-side. So every week, myself and Kieran will create two five-a-side teams, and then together we are going to have to form one combined team. This week's category, chosen by myself and Kieran, is the pure nostalgia five-a-side. That pure nostalgia five-a-side, that will differ depending on your age when you start getting into football. But for ourselves, it's players that bring you back to a time in your life. Nostalgia will usually be focused on your childhood, which I know my team mostly is. I don't know about yours, Kieran. Yeah, very similar. I'm, I tried not to be too Arsenal biased, but I have got three Arsenal players in there. You've got um, three. I tried to focus on yeah. one player per team. So I have one Arsenal invite, but I could definitely have just done a full five of, of some rogue Arsenal players. Danielson did not make the cut, unfortunately. Oh, Honourable mention. Yeah, I, I did try and not be too Arsenal biased, but obviously, speaking of nostalgia, from our memories, we've got obviously memories together watching Arsenal games over the years. and Just random Arsenal memories. So I had to throw a few in, but I've tried not to kind of completely do a full five Arsenal yeah, so before we get into it is there any players that you maybe had in your team and took out that just missed the cut I've got one that's well, just missed the cut yeah I, I had Mark Poom in goal originally oh um, Mark Poom but in all fairness I think it's more because we've had discussions yeah. about the banter of Mark Poom in the last few years, but he probably was a little before my time in terms of growing up watching Arsenal. Um, yeah. So the, the the keeper I've gone with is more an Arsenal keeper I can remember, and it's yeah. not good nostalgia. I'll put it that way. But, oh, good. Yeah, oh, it's nostalgia we, nonetheless. Oh, I think we, <laughs> we, we might have, have heard his name already in this show. podcast. Yes, I think you have. So we'll say. So no we'll more. get we'll get into that in a moment, but on. On Mark Poom, I, f- I feel bad because like Mark Poom's very much a banter player for me and Kieran because he signed for Arsenal and I don't I think he played like two games but he has great history with like Sunderland and with a, with a few other clubs that he played with before but for us based on Arsenal he's just a player that sat on our bench. Poor Mark Poom, he'll always be the Poominator. What a man! Um, so the player that missed out for me is a, is a goalkeeper as well is a Sondico legend, Ali Alhabsi. Oh, Ali Alhabsi. <laughs> as soon as you said Sondico, I know exactly the man. Oh. Was, you know what, he was a good keeper. He was a he good, was a good keeper. solid keeper for Wigan. The Wigan, Early. Wigan golden era of the FA Cup. Mm. Big Ali Alhabsi mm. filled the net. I did yeah, I, I did actually have one other player um, that nearly missed out for me as well, which whilst it's on my head, I'll, I'll just quickly nearly say. Nearly missed out is, uh, or did miss out? Did miss out, sorry. Um, nearly made the team, is what I was meant to say. Was uh, was Gavin Hoyt. <laughs> I don't know why oh, as well. What a it's rogue, just, I what remember, a rogue choice. <laughs> I remember the Hoyt. But it was, I think it was Gavin and Justin Hoyt. And I can't remember which one had actually played a few games for us. But I, I remember just... I, I think it was the United 8-2 loss, which brings back oh. some real painful memories. But I think he was playing there, so I don't know why. Just when I speak, when I was thinking nostalgia five aside, that was the name I thought of that brought me back to that game. He actually um, plays for Maidstone now. He played one game. He still for plays. He still plays. He plays for oh Maidstone. He's only thirty-three. <laughs> oh my god! I, I think that's that's making me feel old. That is. 
I felt like that was years ago. Yeah, his brother Justin is 38, and he retired in 2019 with FC Cincinnati, and he played 34 games for Arsenal, scoring one okay. goal. There you go. There's your what, there's your Hoyt brothers facts for you. <laughs> Weekly Hoyt brother facts. That's a segment. Here we go. <laughs> We'll get a theme tune going and yeah, everything. Ali Al-Habsi, how come he missed out for you? Because, and you all know why, the second I say my keeper's name, there's there's no other choice okay. for me. <laughs> if I'm not going Arsenal, there's no other choice. Yeah, there's a better man. There's a better man so, for the job. You, you touched on him there. We'll start with your keeper, Kears. As I say, I yeah. think we mentioned so, him before. I've gone Almunia. As painful as, as the memories it brings back. As I said, it's not good nostalgia. Um, obviously, Champions League final 2006. Me and Connor in my, my living room at the old house. Arsenal flags, every bit of Arsenal memorabilia was laid out in the living room. Got my younger sister to draw Arsenal photos for us. Um, Jens Lehmann gets sent off. On comes the man himself, Almunia. Let's in a goal, he's near post. We lose 2-1, me and, me and Connor Klein crying in the living room, and my dad sat there laughing at us. Um, was a real As he was right piece of nostalgia. It was a real piece of nostalgia I didn't really want to have to bring up, but it, it was the only oh, option, the first, really. It's... The first episode, the first episode, and we're talking about one of the most devastating football moments of our lives. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to, and unfortunately, to peel back that wound there. But. Unfortunately, it's not the last time we're going to be talking about that game in this segment. <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> I think we'll end it there. Oh, shut it down. Podcast over. Yeah, so Almunia was the choice. Who have you, who have you gone and gone? I have gone for Yussi Yaskalainen. Oh, what a man. I, had to, I oh. definitely had to have one of those Bolton players in. That Bolton era of like, Kevin Nolan, Kevin Davis, JJ O'Cotter, Ivan Campo, that infamous Big Sam team, and Yussi Askelainen. Like, as soon as I think of that mid-2000s football, that Bolton team, Askelainen in goal, us never beating them. Never beating them. Yeah. And Turn then he also... Neuer every oh, game against us. As most keepers tend to do, that started with Yussi Askelainen turn into what would it have been been at the time of the mid 2000s Prime Buffon maybe yeah 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 and the other the other reason I have a little nostalgia for him is he then went to West Ham didn't he kids he did and we uh we saw him down at the the mighty Boreham ground in a pre-season friendly and I believe I've got his signature lying around in my <laughs> old bedroom at my mum's somewhere so shout out to mm. Big Jussie he three finally, he annoying to the autograph. Three annoying teenage boys heckling poor Yussi Askelainen, trying to do his job, asking him for a wave, offering him a sugar cube, just being annoying little pricks, really. Three little As... versions behind the goal, pissing off <laughs> an established Premier League goalkeeper. Nothing more. Screams Borenwood FC. So. Kids, do you, you know. do you remember why we're dropping into a little tangent on that? Do you remember why that game came about? I don't. I remember it was the year that I think West Ham had got promoted back to the Prem because they were going around the pitch with the were indeed, um, trophy. The playoff trophy. And yeah. I've got a lovely picture of me and my mop pair 
in the rain. Um, and there's one of me that looks like an old I woman. Think you took. <laughs> yeah. I did. So yeah, a real great moment. But no, I don't. I don't remember why. Was it a transfer of a player? It something. was a transfer of a player. Do you remember who that player was? Went from Boreham Wood to West Ham. He was in the news towards the end of this season. You know what? I can't remember who it was. It's ringing a bell, but I just the name eludes me. It was Pelly Ruddock. Ah, of course, of course. You know what? Yeah. The other day when I keep seeing all this stuff about um, Pelly Ruddock, because it's is it Luton? Yes. Yeah, so obviously he's uh, still with Luton. Great story. They're up in the Prem now. But I was trying to rack my brain about... Because I knew he played for Boreham Wood. And I thought, who 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 did he go to? But yeah, that that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, he signed from Boreham Wood to West Ham. And part of that agreement was West Ham had to play, I believe it was three uh, friendlies at Boreham Wood. And... That first friendly, they came down. Myself, Kieran, and one of our other friends went to the game. Annoyed just Yaskalainen. Got a load of signatures. Got photo with a playoff trophy. A magical time. You see Yaskalainen, my goalkeeper. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Pelly Ruddock actually ever played for West Ham after that move. I'm just having a quick look now. I will admit, my my. I don't Pelly think Ruddick he ever played a professional game for him. He didn't. I'm just looking now. So he joined from Bournemouth in 2011, which obviously aligns with with when that game was. Till 2014, yeah. he went he went on loan to Luton Town in 2013, and then joined them permanently in 2014. And he never and looked back. Went, <clears throat> he never looked back all the way from from National League up to the Prem now. So fair yeah, play yeah. to him. But made made in Bournemouth. All the made in Bournemouth. Not many people. I, think, I actually think he was made in Hendon, but he was <laughs> he played in Bournemouth. Um, yeah. But talking to keepers, I'm going to roll on to my second choice, my defender, but also relates to that keeper. Mine is John O'Shea. Oh, big John. Touch of the Irish connection there. Um, that Man United team of the mid-2000s. John O'Shea in defence, just instantly in my mind. And John O'Shea in that green Man United keeper shirt. Another thing instantly imprinted in my mind, just someone I connect to that mid-2000s football when I was like bang into it, same as Jaskalainen and other players that are going to crop up. The sort of 2004 to 2010 is going to be a real recurring theme with these. Mm. I, John O'Shea. I, I feel a bit, a bit guilty. I've not gone any Irish in there now. I've, uh, oh. I've my, my roots down. But... Uh, you know what I've gone I've gone when we we were talking about Ali Al Habsi and talking about that Wigan team I've actually gone Figueroa which is a bit rogue that's very rogue it is very rogue but for some reason I just have a memory in my head of watching match of the day one evening and Tim scoring that goal from near the halfway line and he's just absolutely belted it and lobbed the keeper from all of about 80 yards um and to, like, I think he was just one of those players in that team that was just solid, cropped up with a few goals. Um, and yeah, for some reason, he, he's one of the players that, that instantly came to mind. And I think a lot of the time, 
there's not always masses of logic behind that. It's just, you know, you think of a player um, and he he was the one that came to mind from that Wigan team yeah. particularly. I, f- I think, I believe he was there when they won that FA Cup um, against Man City. That was 2011, was wasn't Westford. it? Yeah, it wasn't I'm, Steve Sidwell, it was Ben Watson, mate. It was Ben Watson. Oh, ben Watson. Oh, Ginger Ben Watson. The gingers have got mixed up in my head there. Oh. Uh, Hairism, <laughs> but, um, right there. <laughs> it is heroism. But yeah, he, he was the player that came to mind and as you mentioned Al Habsi, he was a he was a big part of that team as well. I like that it's all that it all comes back to Al Habsi. Every every player we choose, <laughs> the Al Habsi roots are gonna be strong. To <laughs> I'm man's finest. Sondico's finest as well. Oh what a man. So we've got our keepers, we've got our first choice. For me, that is my only defender. I don't know if you, you've gone the two at the back. No, that's my only defender as well. I've yeah. gone a one, 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 two. I've gone for it's basically one one three really, but you can you can make it a one a one one two a a one one two a one one two one but it's basically a defender and three attackers. Yeah. As we discussed before this segment, five aside gives you a bit more flexibility yeah. um, around positions, and then we won't get people crying that we've we've not put someone in a a false pivot um, in midfield. Well, actually, all of so. jokes from you. All of my players are, pivot, are in false pivots. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So, I've, so I've you've gone, got I've gone one midfield. You've got Almunia Figueroa. Who's your number three? Well, this one feels a bit sinful to say, being a an ex Spurs man. Um, and to be honest, he's he's probably more in the category of, of a streets won't forget uh, five. Okay, aside. but I've gone I've gone adult wrapped. Um, okay, I just remember, okay. I remember watching him. Um, just he is yeah, he's the, very streets won't forget. He's a streets won't forget player, but he was just one of those players that sort of lit up the pitch. Never had masses of end product, I think it's fair to say. Although he did, he did do decent when he was at QPR. Um, but he was just one of those players that you enjoyed watching. And as like a younger football fan, you know, someone just nutmegging players left, right, and centre was always always fun to watch. So he just gives me a bit of nostalgia back to kind of just being. A young, a young lad enjoying watching football and him just kind of lighting the up good games old days. with a few, a few nutmegs. And he's always one of those players that seems to resurface on on Twitter every couple of years. I was going to say, if a ever a player nutmeg. screams one of those meme accounts, oh, can you believe this player didn't do, didn't become more, or any of that yeah. kind of like meme face meme Twitter post? It's Tarak. Yeah. Yeah, but I did. I was listening recently to Peter Crouch's podcast, and he was talking about Tarat and saying, like in training, just how good of a player he was. Mm. And he was obviously with him at, at Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, he was always one of those players that player that could have been he, more. He had the talent, but mm. yeah. But yeah, who who have you gone for then? I've gone for Crystal Palace's Andy Johnson. 
<laughs> that is rogue. No, that's rogue. Talk it. I was saying before, mid two thousands is is going to be where a lot of this hits. And I said two thousand four, two thousand and ten, but maybe even say two thousand four to two thousand seven. But Andy Johnson, two thousand five, when Crystal Palace got promoted, and I, my most vivid memory of him and that team that season was when they beat Liverpool. And I was actually with you. You may not remember it. You would have been like seven, if that. But I was with you and your dad and your sister in a pub in Brent Cross where we walked in. And it was one of those Irish pubs that had like Satanta in Ireland doing the 3 p.m. game. So they had that on the telly. And I walked in. It was towards the end of the game. And Andy Johnson scored for Crystal Palace put them 1-0 up against Liverpool and they won that game 1-0 and that's a real a real vivid a vivid memory of me big bald Andy he, Johnson I then he went to Everton and Fulham and didn't really do much but at Palace Andy Johnson gives me big big Premier League through the years vibes I remember watching that back in the day oh he's massive Premier League years energy yeah <laughs> and he'd just crop up with a screamer in each season <laughs> for Palace there was there was bombs going off in the Iraq War, but over at Selhurst Park, the only bombs there <laughs> were Andy Johnson's goals. <laughs> oh, that brought me back. That brought me back. Oh, oh mo- moving very swiftly on from Andy Johnson, as much as my love for him is is there. So, you're number four, Kieran. Well, I'm going to do four and five in one swift blow. Um, okay. Partly because of time, but mainly because it's only right they come together in a pack. I know who it's going to be. <laughs> and if I say the game, you'll instantly know who I'm talking Ooh. about. And it's a Carling Cup game v Liverpool. Oh, I don't. In, I, I don't know. I, believe... the, I, I didn't guess it right. <laughs> so, but I'll it's let a six-three. It. It's a six-three v Liverpool mm-hmm. back in yep. the day, um, which I watched around your house. <laughs> As as a young young men watching football, and it's Julio <laughs> Baptista and Jeremy Adnyabia. Oh, oh what and a pair! What a fantastic both... choice! <laughs> I think nostalgia. That these they were the, the two main. The first thing when I thought nostalgia five aside, them two instantly sprung to mind. Um, they were always part bit players for Arsenal, but as is the the way the Carling Cup goes is when those sort of players come to life. And uh, that I, I believe it was at, not, at Anfield. And it was. Yeah, we won 6-3. I remember watching it in your living room and uh, going mad when uh, the two boys put on the masterclass. So to, I don't remember them a whole lot else from their Arsenal careers, bar that one game, which is probably because they didn't do a whole lot else. But for that game alone, they deserved... Yeah. Uh, they deserve to be in this team, so I had to put them both in. I thought you were going to go obvious and go Burkamp and Omri. But as soon as you said yeah. said you have to do them together, I thought that's where you were going. But I'm so glad that you went with a different <laughs> Frenchman uh, alongside well, an Arsenal powerhouse. There's there's not much difference, let's be honest. Burkamp, Omri, oh, Baptiste, you know, Gagliel, yeah, you know, the great partnerships in Arsenal history. Much and much yeah, as same. most people. Yeah, as most people say, Henri and Bergkamp is a poor man's Ali Adier and <laughs> Baptiste. You'd, you'd be mad to disagree with that. So, oh, they've gone him. They've gone him. What about okay. yourself? What have you, what have you got? So, we did say 
Well, I did say that we were going to be coming back to that Champions League final. And my number four is Henrik Larsson, the man who assisted okay. yeah. both of those goals in that Champions League final. Yep. I remember, I remember him first when he played for Celtic. Um, yeah. And then like, that's when I immediately think Henrik Larsson. I remember that Celtic shot at 2004 kind of time. Um, and he was... He played for Sweden as well. They got him. He was like threatening to go to retirement, and then he didn't. Um, and he was in our group, in England's group, I should say, in the 2006 World Cup when Joe Cole scored that belting goal, and then Herrick Larson equalised right at the end um, in the 2-2. Couple of baldies yeah. in my team. I'm realising. <laughs> I can. Well, come I'm one baldy to another. You've got a. You've got a bring your kind into these sort of teams and, you know, give them, give them their right time. In that, in that note, Al Habsi should have been in, but unfortunately, <laughs> one one ball too many. Um, but yeah, Henrik Larsson, phenomenal player, a real, a real connection to that mid-2000s, unfortunately, was instrumental in winning Barcelona, that Champions League. Yes. And then my number five, is an, is my Arsenal player, is another one who had an unbelievable game against Liverpool and then almost didn't do nothing and then he played against Barcelona. It's Andre it Arshad. Andre? It's big Andre. <laughs> oh. 2010? 2009? Yeah, I just I remember say... that yellow away Arsenal top. Yeah, and that four, that picture just, of him with the four. I was going to say the image of him running away with four fingers in that four all against Liverpool. Him scoring all four goals, and him scoring the winner against Barcelona, just unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, I nearly I did nearly go on for that. But I felt like that was too obvious. Yeah, I think Henri is one of those players. He could realistically mm. go into any team you pick, but. Nostalgia, I think it's more of those players that bring you back to a memory. Yeah. Not necessarily He'd be like the a favourite five-a-side, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I completely see see where you're coming from with that Arshavin. Infamous Arshavin. And as, as I was saying, I remember that 2-1 v Barca. I was actually watching it with my granddad. And uh, when, when Arshavin scored the winner, just taking my top off and going mad oh. in the living room. Which was a sight to behold for for Fat Kieran back in the day. Oh, big, big love to big love to Fat Kieran, and that's not fat shaming. We love Fat Kieran. We love and respect Fat Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, do you want to run through your five, then, Kieran? I'll run through my five, and we'll pick a, yeah. a combination. Yep. So to round it off, we've got Armenia in goal, Figueroa at the back, sort of across. Across that back, and he's got a bit of flair as well. So we're thinking five aside. I think he'd he'd do a job in there. You got Adel Tarapt, um sort of sitting in the middle, floating about, doing what he wants. Is pretty much what he done his whole career anyway. And then you got Baptista, or and Jeremy Adliadlier, whose name is just as fun to say as it was to watch him tear Liverpool apart on that famous night. I was going to say, and you say it beautifully as well. I think you give him more letters than he's actually got in his name. I, I, do you know what? It's probably not even said like that, but it's just, it's just fun to say. So apologies, Jeremy, if you're listening. But uh, 
Yeah, that's I'm sure he will be. Jeremy's going to tuned in episode one. <laughs> He's going to be our only listener, and that's all I want. I might send him a message later. Uh, I won't go off on a tangent of me DMM footballers, as I've got a bit of Oh, no. For we'll, we'll come back to that in a <laughs> we'll future episode. We'll cut that bit out. Oh, we'll cut God. that bit out, please. <laughs> but uh, not me asking Eddie and Ketty for £20 when he missed a sitter and cost me a bet on the first day. He still never sent you that money. <laughs> He's still not. Eddie, again, you're definitely listening as well. You owe me 20 quid, boss. Um, Ars- yeah. Arsenal's fringe youngsters are going to be loving this. Zach Hansen's going to be listening as well. All oh, the, what a guy. The Hoyt brothers, everyone's going to be listening. They'll be gathered round, <laughs> gathered round the wireless like in the old days. <laughs> oh, God, right, moving on. Moving on swiftly. Your, your five. Oh, so my five, Yussi Askelainen in goal. John O'Shea, rock solid in defence. Andy Johnson, Henrik Larsson and Andre Arshavin firing up front. So they go against, as you said there, Kieran, Almunia, Figueroa, Tarats, Baptista and Ali Adier. So have you got a... Are you? Are any of those going to make a big fight for? Because I'm fighting for Big Yussi straight out the bat. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll let Jussi go in. Um, I think I'd rather not think about Almunia. So, um, <laughs> let's... <laughs> Let's go Jussie in there. Um, I think we've got to have an Irishman in, so I'm happy to go John O'Shea, Figueroa, Honourable I like how this is starting. But like like Billy, like Ali, Big Ali, um, who's passed out, Figueroa, is, is joining him on the bench no. for the Wigan boys. The but Wigan boys are just I'm, not I'm quite gonna, making the cut here today. I'm, go- I'm going to have to make a case for my, for my next three now, so I think this is where the, the battle will commence. Okay, do you want to make your case for Adult Arat? Well, Ado Tarapt, as I said, he could be a more streets streets won't forget kind of vibe, but he just brings me back to a time of just being a carefree, watching football and just watching him nutmeg players um, gliding with the ball. He also brings me back to that QPR team as well that just seemed to float about in the Prem for a few years and then went off into obscurity. Um, and then... I think Baptista and, and Big Jeremy speak speak for, speak for themselves. Um, but if we're speaking nostalgia, then I, I'd, I'd push them to more more than Adele being an ex-Spurs man. Sorry. Okay. So I'll be fair. I'll give you both Baptista and Ali Ali Adier, or as you call him, Ali Ali Adier, Ali Adier, Ali, Ali, which Ali, I do Ali, 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 almost going. Indeed. Almost going to full full chant there. I'll give you both of them and we'll, we'll tell you who we'll keep. We'll keep Andy Johnson. That's fine by me. As as long as it's not Hemrick Larson, because I do not want any reminder. There we go. All all memories of that Champions night. League final is, are erased from our team. So our first five aside team Entering the cages on a Wednesday pitch near you. In goal, you see Askelainen. And then outfield, we've got John O'Shea, Andy Johnson, Julio Baptista. And who's last, Kieran? Ali, Ali, Ali. Oi, oi, oi. Jeremy, Big Jeremy. Ali, Adier. Big Jezza. That I is do like a phenomenal idea. team. 
I like the idea of Andy Johnson bollocking the two other boys up top. That's a real... Andy Johnson shouting at Julio Baptiste to <laughs> Turning up to Power League after a long day at work and coming up against these lads, you, you probably wouldn't be best pleased. John O'Shea in a thick life. Irish accent say, shouting, if he go forward, Julio, he can fucking get back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear! So we'll keep track of that. That's that's team number one. That is the nostalgia five, and then throughout the series, we'll keep adding to that, and we might end up with a little tournament there at the end, picking the number one fives. Are you happy with that five, yeah. Kieran? I'm I'm happy with that. I'll take that. I'll take that. The two main boys for me got in, so I'm happy. Fantastic. Well, we've come to the end of podcast number one. I think that was that was harmless. A little bit of cancellation sprinkled in there with some <laughs> accents. I think we might just slowly make our way around the UK and slagging them all off because we've covered off Stephen and Chichen and Newcastle in, in one episode, which is quite impressive. So brace That's yourselves a good start. For, for the rest of the country. That's a good start. So as we round up towards the end, Kieran, as we are going to finish each episode, we're going to make a choice each for a closing song that we're going to sprinkle in as we fade off into another week. So what's your choice for the week, Kieran? So um, I I will actually play it for you right now. Um, Oh, hello. This is in honour of the Saudi money creeping its way in. I thought it was only right um, that this would be my song for the week. And I'm not going to play the whole thing, of of course, but I'll just play the song. Just play Serpent. And of course, that is the Shane McMahon song from WWE, and uh, we had to put that in. Big Rubens off to Saudi, a load of other Chelsea boys, so I thought it was only right. That was the song for me. An excellent choice, and I can confirm I was shuffling exactly like Shane McMahon around my room here while that was playing. (laughs) I'm glad to hear it. An excellent choice. Um, My choice is to the Arsenal board. I haven't got it to hand. Um, but it's Don't Go Breaking My Heart by Elton John in honour of him playing the pyramid stage this evening. My message to Edu and the lads. Edu, pull through for us, please. We trust you, our tricky well, Brazilian. So as you as you gave a little burst of Here Comes the Money there, as the listeners are going to hear in a moment, we'll end the podcast with a little bit of Elton John. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back again next week. Have a great week. Cheers, all.